What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Next Guy Up podcast weekend preview. We've got a very fun, very special episode planned for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. We are recording Wednesday at 10.30 p.m. Central Time because there are no days off. There are no layoffs for this podcast. We need Mm -hmm. to make sure Friday morning after you wake up from your food comas that you've got bets, you've got weekend preview matchups for this weekend of football. So here we are. The dedication is real. How we doing, boys? We just saw each other. 30 minutes ago, we were all hanging out at the Durham house. It's true. Having a big time. Yeah, that's right. We, I'm, I'm in uh, I'm in Cookville this week. So, or this weekend for the for the holidays. So I got to see the boys. Uh, I'm here. If you're on the um, if you're on the YouTube, you're probably like, wow, why does Zach's background look so much better than normal? It's because of my parents' house right now. Uh, I'm not <laughs> your cave. That is where I usually <laughs> record. Uh, but yeah, we're we're excited for first of all, we're excited for Thanksgiving tomorrow. I got a lot of food on the docket. I'm excited, um, and then I'm excited for some football to watch tomorrow as well. There's some good games coming on, some big NFL games, uh, lots yeah. of lots of sports, good stuff. Yeah, we we didn't want to try and do an earlier episode to do the Thanksgiving games. Um, that'd make things more complicated for tracking. So if you are looking for some picks tomorrow. Me and Mason will be cooking up some stuff tonight and in the morning, and we will tweet that stuff out for you. Because um, it is some good games. Normally on Thanksgiving, you kind of are like, oh, I'm not sure if this game's going to be – it's like the Lions playing somebody really good, and it's normally a blowout. But I think all three matchups are going to be pretty good. I mean, you've got uh, two pa- division Packers games. The Lions. Yeah. yeah, two division games. So, uh, yeah, Packers at the Lions, Commanders at the Cowboys, and 49ers at the Seahawks mm-hmm. to round us out. So, there you go. But the I, w- I want to backtrack because the dedication is real. We've recorded in vehicles. We have recorded on holidays or right before holidays. So we just keep trucking through because this has this means a lot to us, this podcast. That's right. So we put, we put 100% effort in. We've been doing research throughout the day. We've been talking things over when we all were together about our picks, some of our strategies. So that's that's what we do here on the pod. Exactly. So speaking of picks, I also uh, have a couple of loser loser laps to to run through here. Uh, first of all, the streak is broken. I've, I I think more people have been jumping on the train as we've gone. Uh, shout out my uncle. Cody, who threatened my life after I lost him this pick this weekend. Uh, I know he's listening, but uh, my my pick finally missed. I missed for the whole parlay, so I'm sorry to all the listeners out there. Um, it was a tough week for us. You know, we had the monsoon during that game that we picked over. That was a tough break for us. Speaking of tough breaks, um, I had maybe my worst ever bad break in fantasy this week. Uh, it came Monday night. So the Monday night football game, uh, I had a couple of players playing. I had Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. Um, and then I was also playing, the guy I was playing had a couple of Eagles players as well. So 
it came down to the very end of the game. I was watching it late Monday night because I knew that I that my, my game was on the line. It was very tight. It came down to that last possession. Uh, the Chiefs had the ball. I was up 156 to 155. And I thought I had it cooked. And I was like, okay, we're good as long as uh, – because he had he had a uh, Eagles wide receiver. So I was like, just no more passing needs to happen. Let's just get out of here with the win. And so whenever they dropped – the Chiefs dropped that pass, I was like, okay, we're good. Um, Jalen Hurts goes to kneel the ball. And this is where it gets crazy because apparently – that counts as a lost yard when he kneeled the ball, took him down below 30, which lost him a point, which then had me tied at 155 points. I lost the tiebreaker because the tiebreaker went to most bench points, which I did not have. And I lost the game because my quarterback had kneeled in the victory formation. Just truly the worst break I've ever had in my whole life. Fantasy wise. It's horrible. The scoring in our league, um, we you get one point for every ten yards. We used to do one yard equaled point one. People thought oh, that'd that be nice. Yep. It was un it was uneven when we I'd did this that way. You would have won because you wouldn't have uh, lost that point for him going. You would have two point nine, so you'd Correct. be fine. Uh, it's tough. I feel for you. Uh, <laughs> it was. I kind of forgot bench points were the tiebreaker. I thought it would just go down as a tie. Um, so that is that is a bad beat because I mean, as long as he just doesn't like, – like you were talking about earlier, if the Chiefs would have just caught that ball uh, and won the game, you would have won your matchup, which right now yep. is very important in our fantasy league because all of the yeah. uh, playoff spots are very tight. Yeah, I'm right on the – I was 5-5. Five and five. I'm 5-6 five and six now. It would have been 6-5. and five. I think if I was 6-5, and five, my playoff – projection would have been like 80% almost at five and six. It's like 50%. So I'm fighting for my playoff life out here. Um, I play Mason in a couple weeks. Then that, that has to be a must win for me. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what happens there though. Yeah. With fantasy football being like huge these days. Um, usually a lot of these things, these bad beats go viral you should have posted this because I feel like this would have been like a because vi- the last one I remember is Aaron Rodgers. Somebody needed a point, and Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the week one matchup, and it oh, went didn't everyone, even get everybody a point. saw it. Yeah. So this is like this is a this is actually worse than that because you had it and it went back like your yeah. points went back instead of like needing a certain amount and barely got it. Uh, I actually have one. <laughs> I don't have too much specifics because I like to forget about it. It wasn't this league that we're in. I had a fantasy league where I was up and I kept my defense in for Monday night and they actually got negative points, (laughs) which took the points off. I was up by like three and I remember they got negative 10. It's tough. Yikes. And... (laughs) Uh, took off, and I actually went from winning. If I would have just not even started a defense, yeah, just if I would have pulled them, yeah. And so I've actually done that a couple of times. Where if I'm up and I have a player, because player, if you fumble a football and you can get negative points, or if you throw several picks mm-hmm. at quarterbacks, actually some of them get negative points. So if you're up going into Monday night, just a little pointer out there. 
just go ahead and take them out because crazier things happen, it's you true. know, in fantasy or just in, like in NFL and fantasy and in general. So, yep. I don't, I don't have one that's super specific either. I just know, and Josh, prob- Josh probably knows, but he beat me two years in a row in the playoffs by less than a point. I think it was like point six. This is back when we did the scoring, like I was talking about earlier, where all yards are like point one. Uh, and I lost that way two years in a row, and it was tough, uh, especially losing the mm. playoffs. But I'm sure, shout out Josh. He probably remembers. He probably won championship one of those times. So those are our fantasy oh, fantasy bad beats. It's just, just a bad way to ruin your weekend, especially you know, Monday Night Football. Zach's up late watching it. He's like, oh, I've won. It's I all good. I, won. I really did. It's over. And then you know, he weathered the storm of the guys playing, other players not catching him. Jalen Hurts did enough with the rushing touchdowns to put him ahead by just one. Let's just go home. But that's wild. That's I, bad. Yeah, I had an opposite of the weekend sweep this weekend. Um, everything <laughs> lost. So my, yeah. my my parlay bet lost. My the Vols lost tragically. The uh, Titans lost a, a terrible game that we'll talk a little bit about maybe in a second. And uh, my fantasy team lost. So truly yeah. just 0 for 4 on the weekend for me. It was not pleasant. Sounds like you're due for a comeback. That's all I'm I heard right for there. Sure. I'm due without a doubt for yeah, a comeback. Well, I think – Well, I, here here we go. We'll do the Titans-Jaguars recap. Everybody ready? <gasps> um, no one cares. <clears throat> Game's terrible. Uh, Titans in rebuild mode. Jags doing what they're supposed to do. I don't have any other comments, questions, or concerns. Okay, I have one other comment that's kind of relevant. Okay. I've I've been I've been hearing this um variable to the to the Patriots talk. It's heating up. Mason, what do you think? Do you have any uh, do you have any thoughts? Well, uh I actually wanted to go over the head coaching who's gonna be fired next odds down and later in the podcast. Oh gotcha. gotcha. But Mike Vrabel is on that list. Just a little teaser there, just to okay. throw that out there. Sorry, I didn't mean um, to step on your segment. No, 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 no. You're good. Uh, I just wanted to throw. It's actually about a different coach, head coach, but Vrabel is on that list. I think that it could happen because I think there's some type, something shifted in the front office connection with Vrabel. Like something's, it just doesn't seem right. It seems like there's miscommunication. It seems like they have different plans. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem like how the first couple years went with him. Mm, so yeah. I don't know if he's that if he's unhappy and we don't know about it, he could just be like, let's let me go somewhere. But he he play if nobody knows, he had a lot of history with playing with the Patriots. But would he want to take over his like he he talks about Bill Belichick and I mean he played for him and everything. Would he want to take that job from him? I don't really know. So I'm not an insider, but he did just go in their uh, ring of honor a few weeks ago when the Titans were on bye week. They did honor Vabral, uh up there, so he's I mean oh. he's he's super popular up in in uh, Patriots country. They do have Gerard Mayo, who's been like the head coach in waiting. This is kind of mm-hmm. like his title the last few years, but I feel like the way the things with the Patriots are going, they could just decide, hey, we're just going to start over. Let's bring in Vrabes. I think he would love love the chance to do it. 
Um, <clears throat> I do think what's changed with the Titans front office is they, they did hire a brand new GM. This does tend to happen where a new GM comes in. Even if you're a great coach, you're not his guy. He didn't hire you. There's no right. pre-existing relationship. They never worked together before. So he, he doesn't really owe him anything. He probably wants to bring in somebody that's from past jobs that he has a relationship with, um, which sucks because Vrabel is a very good coach. I mean, he just he's he's done a lot for the Titans. It would not hurt my feelings to see him go somewhere else. Yeah. And I guess the I one highlight – one highlight from the game is uh, Jeffrey Simmons. He did a pretty good gritty. <laughs> Caught a touchdown pass. Titans only highlight. Yeah. I don't know. That double reverse for DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. That was pretty cool too. The trickeration. So there we go. There was our- it was a pretty tough game. Yeah. I think at this point, Titans, the AFC South ended up being, it's ended up being actually a pretty competitive division this year. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, we'll supposed about to be. That with your, I think we'll talk yeah. about that a little bit later. But yeah. Titans ended up at the very bottom of that, which was not expected. But here we yeah, are. They were the, they were the dark horse like favorite. Like, oh, everyone slipped on the Titans all off season. They're gonna win the division back, and it just hasn't gone their way. Psych, um, <laughs> psych, wrong number. Um, yeah, it was the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think. Do we want to do Zach? You want to do your trivia right before we left? So fun. Fun little nugget. Right before, while we were getting ready to leave, Mason made a claim that he could name thirty-five uh, United States and like on a map, like a blank map, which he did thirty. Right. So proud of him, out of boy. Thank, um, thank you, Tans. So I don't know what triggered that in Zach's brain. He was like, "Oh, I have a trivia for football." I think it's. I said something about because I sucked at the states thing. I said, "All right, well, how about we name all the NFL teams and what divisions they play in?" Because I'll smoke everybody. So I am excited to hear. I'm excited to hear Zach's trivia right here. Um, so I had this idea, and I don't. You guys, it, it might be super easy for you all, and if it is, we can make it a little more challenging. Um, but I've watched so much football in my life, but I've never like played it. I know that mm-hmm. Tins has played it. Um, Mason has not played like competitive football before, but. Um, and so I was thinking about all of the, like, on an offense and defense, if if you can name all 11 positions on the field, like, in order from – or just not even in order, but could you, could you, like, name all 11 defensive players, all the different positions? I think yep. Tinsley could probably pretty easily. Yeah, I could do it pretty easy. Very easily? Yeah. Mason, do you feel confident about you could do that? Yeah. I do. Okay. So sure, that might not be very fun if you guys can, or just if we're going to be very good at it. I think, so let's do a secondary. I think this is for Tinsley mostly. Mason can help because you're 50% Jags fan. Out of the 22 total positions on the Jaguars starters, how many do you think you can name right now? All of them. I put my money on all of them. I can name right all now. of them. Every one of them. Every one of them. Yeah. Do it. Mason, how many can you name Titans players? Oh, um, not a whole lot. <laughs> how many Jaguars players could you name, Mason? No, I'm probably not a whole lot either. Hmm. Sometimes it's more of I'm trying to keep up with fantasy wise, so it's more of the positional wide receiver, running back, quarterback. 
yeah. type of deal, not left tackle. Is what, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Even mm. linebacker, I'm like. Well, tends this yes, might not be a fun game then if you could just do it all. Who so, knows? Maybe I messed up. Well, I do want to throw something out. Yeah, Mason, throw it out. If you know positions and you've not played, what is the reason? It has to be Madden. Because I was like, I was thinking, why? where am I coming? Or where is this information coming from in my head? And I was memorizing, like, it was all coming from Madden stuff. Yeah. Like, I used to, I could name off plays. I used to do, like, uh, like I would know eye formation, like, remember plays and what they did and routes and stuff just because of, like, how much Madden I used to play as a kid. <clears throat> Yeah, and then if you ever did like franchise mode fantasy drafts, you would you know you would be drafting players, and you'd have to make sure you fill out your depth chart before you started drafting backups. So that helped you learn positions too. That's where, like, when I used to play is back in the day, like high school, I used to be able to name every start. You could be like, "Hey, who's the starting left guard for the Bears?" and I could pop it off just because I played so many franchise Madden modes where I was oh drafting gosh. these guys. I it was it was not. I could have used my brain for a lot better things, but uh, it's all fine. <laughs> I'm over here like making C's and D's in class, but Same. I know who the the yep. full safety or the fullback for the Washington uh, football team yep. was at the time or whatever. So. Named the free safety for the Panthers that no one else cares about, but I knew who he was. But how's that math quiz going? D minus. D. <laughs> I, I have more. Impor- I have more important things to care about. <laughs> 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 things that will get me far in life. <laughs> That's right. And now you have a podcast now, so you're now good. I have a podcast. It. <laughs> Eat it, nerds. <laughs> Am I the only one that they had in high- when I was in high school? They had they actually put it on TV of Madden tournaments. Oh yeah, they had like this big bus. I watched and they it. And I used to, I used to be like, I want to be on this. That's like my dream. It's of hard. Like, I want to get so good to get on that. And that was like my dream, not to like become a successful, yeah. like, I don't know, doctor or engineer or anything, <laughs> yeah. but to, uh, you know, be a Madden, Madden pro champion. Yeah. Two, yeah. 2016 is me and Morgan had just got married and she was still going to college and I was working, but so I had a lot of free time and she's like, Hey, I have to study or do homework or whatever. So I'd play I played a lot of Madden anyway, but I entered in one of those tournaments to be able to do that. And I made it not very far, but far enough to realize that like, there's a whole nother level of Madden player out there. Like you, you think you're good at Madden until you meet one, you play one of these dudes and then he's, he's just, just making you feel like a joke. (laughs) I think it's, it's like the difference between playing like pickup basketball and like your local YMCA or playing like, with NBA players, you know, it's like right. there's such a huge gap between pros and like your your Joe Schmoes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I do have a trivia. I, I think this one will actually be fun. It's we're going to compete right. with each other, Tinsley versus okay. Mason. Let's get it. Oh, we're no. going to go back and forth, uh, naming off NFL head coaches until somebody can't name one. Love it, Mason. I you love feel it. Good? I feel. Uh, probably not as confident as tens. I think I can survive okay. to a point without embarrassing myself. All right. Okay. Um, All Mason's right. going to go first. Mike Vrabel. <laughs> Very good. Robert, Robert Salah. Oh, no. He's going to pick all the... Okay. Uh, let's go Bill Belichick. Matt Eberflus. 
Uh, let's go. Wow, he's like picking some. It's an interesting strategy because I would go with Ethan's really first and run them all out and then pull the weird ones at the end. Let's go with. Um, oh my gosh, Peterson. What's his first name? Do we need first and last names? <laughs> Jags head coach. <laughs> Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. I'll give it to you. Jeopardy rules. Last Thank name you. counts. Thank you. Todd Bowles. Mike Tomlin. Brandon Staley. That was my next one. Uh, let's go. I think I'm just like thinking of the same ones I just listed off. Uh, let's go with. Oh, my gosh, I'm falling apart. We're <laughs> thinking of teams. You could do this. You can get more than that. I know. Uh my goodness, this dead space ain't working. Uh, Washington Commanders coach, what's his name? Del Rio. No, that's not his name. <laughs> he is a coach for them, but he's a coordinator. <laughs> he Chief, is a coordinator. Chiefs, Mason. Chiefs. Oh, Andy Reid. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Shane, Shane Steichen. Tinsley's way better at this than I am. Go ahead, Tins. Keep listing them off till you run out. Pete Carroll. Uh, well, that's, uh, that takes the fun out of it. Mike McDaniels, D'Amico Ryans. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is the one I was thinking of, and I <coughs> saw his face. Sean Payton, Mike McDaniels, yeah. Michael McCarthy, Frank Wright, um, Arthur yeah, Smith. Um, I think he could do all of them. I think he could list off. If he had a list, I think he probably could. Yeah, like a list of the teams. I'm trying to think of the Vi- I know the Vikings guy. I can't think of his name, but uh, Sean McVay, um, oh, call, oh, call, Kyle, Kyle oh, call. Shanahan. Um, yeah. Hmm. What? Uh, Packer. What? O'Callan o- or O'Call? Larry. O- it's not, I don't know. Kevin O'Neill. Something like that. <laughs> O'Neill. No, mm. not O'Neill, but I don't know. <laughs> I won though. Is this good? Tinsley won for sure. <laughs> uh, Tinsley, yeah, he's he's better than us, Mason. Yeah. Um. All right, there you go. I'm better at useless NFL trivia. You don't want to catch hey, me on a, on the streets about it, though. I'll <laughs> I'll get you bad. <laughs> yeah, but for some reason we couldn't uh, we couldn't win trivia. trivia on the on the ship. But somehow a twelve-year-old knew about nineteen eighties Olympic. Yeah, they were a bunch I, of Olympic history. They were cheating for sure. Yeah, they were cheating. Let me <laughs> let me ever run out of run into him on the streets. I'll challenge him to a one-on-one <laughs> trivia off. I was yelling about that on the boat. He's like, they're looking at that phone. He's like screaming about it. That side story was for free. We didn't. All right. for we that. better start a recap. It wasn't stuff. even. We're never good. All right, here we go. <laughs> Weekend recap: College football, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. We had a pretty exciting weekend. We had all kinds of stuff going on. Let's start yeah. out with some big time injuries. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Jordan Travis, Florida State yeah. starting quarterback. He'd been there for a yeah. long time. Uh, really means a lot to the team. He breaks his leg. It's pretty. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's very tough because this is a this is a playoff team. They're undefeated right now. Uh, more than likely, will win the ACC championship game with Jordan Travis. I don't think they would have had any issues. Would have had a playoff berth. Now this kind of opens the door for the committee, and we've already seen it. 
the committee moved them down to five. Um, I have a hard time thinking that the committee would leave them out if they end up winning their championship game, but I'm not going to put it past them. Yeah, I don't. I think if they win out and it's if it's a decently convincing win, I think they have to go in because I think it would be a really hard sell to put, especially if because they they would be they would be ACC champions. I think it'd be a really hard sell to put a one-loss team over them. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see the committee doing that. And I don't think it's fair to say, well, you're not as good of a team as you were a couple weeks ago, which is true. But it's not the, the team is not one person. And if they're still winning, I think they have to be there. Huge bummer for Florida State, though. Yeah. Huge bummer. And we'll, we'll see. I mean, the backup quarterback was a pretty high recruit. Um, yeah. they're they're pretty excited about him being the starter next year. They've got good skill guys. They've got a good defense. So I mean, the football team is not just one player. The quarterback is the probably the most important. But I don't know that. I I think if like I said, if they win both games, I don't see why you can even think about leaving them out. Um. So yeah, sorry. Did you were you about to add to that? No, I mean I I think if I'm Florida State, you just got to take care of business right here. Yeah. I still think that they have Florida coming up right now. We'll talk about the game a little bit later. Uh, but they have Florida, and then they got Louisville, who is, I mean, their top 10 team at this point in the ACC championship. Uh, Louisville's got the Kentucky team that I think they're going to beat pretty easily. And, I mean, that matchup is going to be good. It's, uh, that'll be a fun game, I think. Yeah. So we have a couple of – they have a couple of tough tests, so them getting through undefeated still isn't a, a gimme for them, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, I think that it would have been a good game with Jordan Travis against Louisville because Louisville has been playing very well. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if you go in with the backup quarterback and beat them in the ACC championship game, then you deserve a playoff spot at that point. Louisville's top 10. That's a great resume. I agree. Sure right Probably there. the best win of the year if they win it, yeah. Right. So I don't, I don't see where – if they can do that – there's any chance they get left out, which would just make things a little bit more complicated because I think the committee wants to leave them out. They're hoping they lose um, so they can pull some shenanigans for other conferences. Well, yeah, because there's about to be some chaos uh, in the playoff yes. rankings. And Yes, there is. There is – I mean, nothing is set realistically. Yeah. The top four could still be any number of teams. Like no one is locked in by under any circumstances. Yeah, I think there there's a possibility that like none of the top. I mean, obviously, either Michigan or Ohio State will probably end up there. But then, other than that, it's kind of wide open. It's like yeah, Alabama could take a spot, Texas could take a spot, easily, Oregon could easily. take a spot. Yeah, Oregon, I mean, it's, it's favored it's to take a spot. But you're gonna yeah. you're gonna end up with no matter what happens, at least four probably one lost teams fighting over probably two spots. Mm-hmm. Two, one or two spots. I mean, depending on how SEC championship especially goes. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. We're not it's, gonna go over every scenario because there's so many possibilities. But it's gonna be it's gonna come down. Conference championships are gonna be humongous. Very big, very bigger than they've been in a long time. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, transitioning to another quarterback story. LSU mm-hmm. is just they're trying to get their season has been a flop. There was a lot of high expectations yep. that they could win the SEC West this year. 
uh, high-powered offense. Things haven't gone their way, but Jaden Daniels is putting up arcade video game numbers right now, mm-hmm. um, and I think they're trying to get him the Heisman. I don't see it happening. I, I see the Heisman kind of like I see the NFL MVP award. It goes to the quarterback of the best team or the number one ranked team. Uh, I don't think they're going to give it to an LSU team that hasn't really beaten anybody all year. When you have a guy like Bo Nix or Michael Penix out there yeah, proving like wins on the field. But it has been fun. It's, it's like you're playing NCAA football on Xbox again with these numbers that Jordan Daniels is putting up. I mean, he – had like 600 yards of offense by himself last week against Georgia State. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of campaigns right now. People have bet him to win the Heisman. Um, so they're trying to trying to get some traction on Twitter for that to happen. But, I mean, other than numbers, I don't see how that could happen. But I think fun, that, that Oregon, yeah, the Oregon-Washington Pac-12 matchup is going to be huge. Uh, I think for Heisman, if Bo Nix can put on a show, I think I think his Heisman chances are very good. Yeah, him and him and Daniels right now are neck and neck as far as odds. Mm-hmm. Depend on what book you check, one's favored and one's you know kind of switches between the two. But I agree. I think if Bo Nix puts on a good performance against Washington and gets Oregon in the playoffs the way he's been playing, he'll. He'll get his Heisman six years later. We all thought it would have been at Auburn, but wow. we'll, we'll yeah. take it off. We'll take it up in Oregon. <laughs> um, and so, to wrap up college football, and we've got we've talked about it a little bit, but conference realignments happening. Some of these big time rivalry games. Oh, I almost said it right that time. Uh, are going away. Um, I've you know Oregon and Oregon State aren't going to be playing each other anymore. I did see where Washington and Washington State have agreed to try and work out playing against each other for the Apple Cup, so that's a big one. Um, and even some like with the new player, like new teams coming into the conferences, I could see things kind of getting messed up. So I was just going to ask, what is your guys' favorite rivalry matchup during this this weekend, the last weekend where they do the big rival games? Hmm. I mean, I think this week specifically because of like the situation that Oregon, that Oregon, Oregon State game is it's huge, critical. <laughs> I mean, at Oregon State, we saw last week. I mean, they're they're a legit team, yeah. capable of of doing some damage. And if anyone's going to be, or I think they might have a better chance of beating Oregon than Washington does at this point. Yeah. I think it could be a very interesting game. Um, as far as tradition and things go, uh, I know that. There's a couple of big ones in the SEC, obviously. Um, the Egg Bowl is always fun and gets yeah. wild. Mississippi State, not good this year, but uh, that one does get a little crazy. So that one's fun. Um, Tennessee's in-state rivalry is not usually that entertaining. No. <laughs> but RIP, Vandy. And so, then is the, is the Iron Bowl this week too? Yeah, Iron Bowl. That I mean, that's that's a top-tier one right there. That's always a Sorry, Mason. It's got no. You're fine. It's got to be Ohio State, Michigan, right? Am I? That's that's a very big one crazy? too. I, I feel okay. like Ohio State like ran away with that one for so long. I know Michigan's won the last few years, but I don't know. It's just <clears throat> I have a hard time really caring about Big Ten football. If I'm being honest with everybody on the pod here, I don't ever find it that interesting to watch. 
Um, Ohio State, everyone, you know, they they have good offense, but I don't know. I just I don't like any of those teams. I feel like they're always overhyped and overrated, and so it just makes me not like them even more. Um, I feel like they get a lot more credit for beating up on each other than they really deserve. So that's well, especially where lately. Them. It's been that way. It's like, what is even the point? Because lately it's been like, yeah, this game is huge and amped up, and then one of the team goes to the playoff just to get beat pretty bad. Like, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. a certain point where it's like, okay, I get this is a big game, but we all know what's coming down the pipe. They're going to end up playing a very good team. Yep. And, and getting wrecked. probably getting beat by them. Yeah. Until a Big Ten team wins the wins the playoff or wins it all, uh, I will continue to think this. Yep. Because it has not happened in a – it's been a long time, right? When did Ohio State win one last? With Urban? I feel like 2017 range. Yeah. And this too, it bleeds into college basketball too, which – is in full swing, but it's, it's, I feel like every year they get like six or seven teams into the tournament. And then after round one, they're all gone. And so I don't know. It's just the style of play for those schools in football and basketball just get on my nerves and they get a lot more credit for beating up on each other when none of them are really that good. Correct. I think Iowa plays in any conference other than big 10. They're like, a seven-win team, maybe. Right. Like, worse than – like, I think Vandy could be Iowa. A good Vandy team. We <laughs> forgot about UAB versus North Texas. We can't forget that. Oh, dang it. That is a top-tier one right there. Yeah. Kentucky-Louisville is kind of a sneaky uh, rivalry. That's pretty fun. Yeah, and I like Louisville. I, I don't know why, but they're just a random team I, I like. Maybe it's the cool red helmets. Um, another one I like is Florida State, Florida. Just us growing up, it was you know the oh, yeah. years. It felt like mm-hmm. it was always a close game, uh, fun. Those two teams like really don't like each other. I kind of like that aspect of things where when teams don't like each other, and it was normally a game that was pretty important for both of them, where they're both top of you know SEC for Florida for a while and top of the uh, ACC for Florida State. So that was another one that I always lean to liking. Are you still looking up when Ohio State won, Zach? Yeah, I was trying to find it. You're I'll, good. I'll, I'll pull it up right now. I'm just I'm just going to shout out uh, college basketball. It is back. It is the wildest sport to bet on. Uh, if you have interest in following our picks, um, stay tuned about other stuff. But if you follow me on Twitter – Turn on notifications because I will tweet out picks. And if you're going to follow, you better be fast because I legitimately gave out two picks the other day. Within 15 minutes, the line had moved up two points. <laughs> it's just college basketball, especially early on, the lines are so – they're, they're soft because there's so many games. Vegas can't really handle that volume. And so one big better – not me. I'm not a big better but someone else goes in and puts in a, a good chunk on something. They have to move it because they can't handle that kind of volume. Um, so it's definitely been it's been fun so far. Um, I've only given out a few picks, two and zero in my college basketball picks. All right, so all right. but uh, back baby, we're back. Okay, I got some stats. Let's get them. So uh, the last Big Ten team to win the national championship was in 2014, Ohio State. 
Gosh. Before that, the last Big Ten championship was 2002, also Ohio State. Wow. And then there was Michigan won in 97. And then Nebraska in 95, I guess. So really, since I've been born, there have been four Big Ten champions. I mean, and you want to talk about... And then, so like, then you can do a quick, just since I've been born, let me do a quick count of SEC championships. I know, I know that this is like SEC, it's it's weird when you're promoting your conference, but just for the sake of an argument, we have four versus. Um, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14, 15, 16 since I was born. 16 SEC champions versus four Big Ten champions. Uh, and that, that's multiple teams. I mean, that's Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, LSU have all won in that range versus basically just Ohio State, Michigan. So. <laughs> yeah, we still um, always have two or three top 10 Big Ten schools. There's something the yeah, preseason right. poll every year. There's something there. Of every year, it's like, oh, this is a huge game. And then it's just like, well, that was fun, I guess. Not going to win the national championship. So, there's that. There's that. All right, let's shift over to the NFL recap. Um, Not a ton going on other than I'm going to go out of order just real quick, Mason. Sorry. Uh, The Bengals season is now over. Joe Burrow with a wrist injury. Uh, Still a talented team, but when you lose your quarterback, a quarterback of the level of Joe Burrow, you're done, especially since they were already kind of behind the eight ball with starting slow. Um, they were they were already last in their division, so it's just a tough hill to climb. It sucks. It's fun to watch Joe Burrow. Um, hope for a speedy recovery there. Um, <clears throat> and then – I, I I just had on their Eagles keep finding a way to win. I don't know what this team's doing. They have some Robert Durham voodoo to them, where they uh they, they just seem hard to beat. Yeah, I mean they're nine and one, so obviously that's that's the case. They just keep finding ways to win. Uh, they're a very good team, but the big topic I wanted to talk about Mason is Brandon Staley. I know mm-hmm. we've talked about him. I know he is the head coach of your Super Bowl winning Chargers. You and Josh. You and Josh on a Friday, a future Fridays episode swore to me they were going to win the Super Bowl. They were the goats of the NFL. I think Brandon Staley's the next coach to get fired. <clears throat> well, it's funny that you uh, ask that. Well, you didn't really ask that. You stated it because Brandon Staley is the lead for betting odds favorite to be the next head coach fired at plus is? 250. Yep. Where can you best that? 250. Nevada? Uh, no, I just found it off of like cover or uh, it was okay. like, it was just like a betting is, cover. Um, like uh, bookies.com. Bookies.com. Is, you, can't, you can't bet that in the state of Tennessee. <clears throat> gotcha. Uh, is Ron Ver- Rivera next? How'd you know? Plus 400. I feel like if See, they, guessing, I feel huh? like if they didn't have a game this Thursday, he would have been fired on Monday, to be honest. Wow. They're just see, maybe new ownership. Drive to another state real quick and bet on Ron Rivera at plus might, 400. Might. Uh, after that, probably, probably Vrabel, undeserving 
Or no, Frank so, Wright. Or Frank Wright. So it's actually Matt Eberflus at oh, the Bears yeah. at plus 450. Forgot he has Then Mike yet. Vrabel. So Mike Vrabel is number five. That's number six. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Bill Belichick. So you got Vrabel and Bill Belichick. We're, we just talked to Zach, actually pointed it out about Vrabel taking yeah. Bill Belichick's job, and it's funny that both of those I, are on this list. I still think that's that's a real possibility. I'm, so bu- these are I'm made, buying the conspiracy theories. So people actually follow these a lot. I will never forget that the year that uh, LeBron James went to the Lakers – Oh yeah. Um, the books actually went. They had it as a which one's the next team? Yeah. To that he's gonna go with, and it went like big minus money, and it, apparently, it, I know this is like off topic, but LeBron like enrolled his kids in school in L.A. and there's people that like found out about that information. The books were the first people to know about it, and they were the. Ch- so I always like to look at these because the the odds makers and the bookies they they get this information from somewhere. Why else would they have these odds? So I'm always like, this is really important information. So uh, Bill Belichick, Todd Bowles, Brian uh, Dayball, and Frank Wright is on those that list. So that's the, that's the list there. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of new head coaching spots open at the end of the year, um, which is always an exciting time. I'll be interested to talk to you guys about that. Um, when the off season hits, just know that we have a lot of off season content coming at you, boys and girls. We've been in the lab cooking it up. Um, so don't think these Friday sports episodes are going to go down the drain. Once football is over, they are just really beginning at that point. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. Yeah. We got some good stuff cooked up. Excited. Another thing I've cooked up is a hair, uh, a harebrained idea that the Jaguars are going to become the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, so the Ravens, the Ravens right now are, they have the tiebreaker, I guess. And the chiefs and Jags, they're all, they're all technically in first, but I guess the Ravens, if it ended right now would end up with the one seed. I know we've been talking about it, Mason. We kind of talked about the Jags schedule of it. The chiefs losing kind of opened that door of, whoever ends up having the better stretch down here at the end of the season could get home field advantage, which is huge for the playoffs. You're not having to travel. You get that first week, a bye week, um, which is always good at the end of the year. They get some extra rest. Um, Did you have the Ravens or Chiefs schedule pulled up? Yeah, I got the Ravens. uh, And I'm actually going to start with my matchup of the week is actually the Ravens at the Chargers this week. Yeah. I'm going out of order because we just <clears throat> talked about it, but Brandon Staley might get fired. I could see him getting fired if they lose this. Yeah. But also, this is a big deal for the Ravens to continue to keep that win streak going. So they got – I'm just going to spat these off real quick because we got three different schedules. But And then you tell me which ones you think is easier and harder. But the Ravens have the Chargers this week. Then they have a bye for week 13, week 14, the Rams – then week 15, you are highlighting this one because it's at the Jags. That's going to be a big Sunday one for night this football. first week. Yep, yeah, Sunday, Sunday night, night football. football, you're correct. And then they have Monday night football the next week uh, at San Francisco 49ers, then the Dolphins and the Steelers to end, to end that one. So 
What do you think about that one real quick? I, I feel like that's that's a pretty tough schedule. I don't see – I mean, the Rams are a frisky team. They're never going to just let like let you beat them pretty bad. Um, and then two primetime games, you're traveling out to San Francisco, which San Francisco is rolling right now, and they're going to just keep getting better as Chase Young gets more implemented in the offense – or I'm sorry, the defense. Um, so I feel like that's a pretty tough schedule for the Ravens especially as banged up as they kind of are right now. I mean, it seems like they're always banged up, but they're still missing some key secondary guys and they just keep losing running backs too. So I feel like that and Mark Andrews being out until the playoffs as well, yeah. this, is, this will be the first week without him. Um, so we'll see how they play without him. So a little worried about how uh, easy the chiefs looks on paper. I want you to break it down as well. At the Raiders, at the Packers, then they have Buffalo, New England, and then they have Raiders again, and then Joe Burrow's not there anymore at yeah. Cincinnati, and then the Chargers. So, I mean, you got Raiders twice, Burrowless, uh, Bengals, and, I mean, the Patriots have looked very underwhelming. So, what do you think of that schedule? Yeah, I feel like that is um, that's a pretty easy schedule especially considering three of those games are divisional games where Patrick Mahomes is, I don't have the, the number off the top of my head, but he has lost very few divisional games in his career. Um, so, I mean, there's a reason they're probably still going to end up being the one seed, but they haven't looked great and their receivers are a problem right now. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they dropped a game or two that they shouldn't. Um, but they, I mean, and I, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. That's all you really need to finish that stretch. That's a pretty easy schedule. Is this schedule easier? The Jags have Texans, the Bengals, the Browns, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, and then to end it out, Carolina Panthers and the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, so I feel like the Chiefs is easier. Um, we've got... We do get the Ravens at home, which I like that matchup. And then we do have the Browns on the road. That's a game we're going to lose that I'm going to be mad about because um, we shouldn't lose it, but we're going to. I can already tell. But having the Bucks, Panthers, and Titans as our final three games feels pretty good. Um, yeah. It's it's nice. And I also like that our tough two games, um, Bengals and Ravens, are at home on primetime. So the crowd give us some energy. Maybe that will help us out of the Bengals losing Joe Burrow helps a lot too. So, I mean, I feel like if I had to rank them and go chiefs easiest us in the middle, the Ravens have the hardest to me in that for between the three of us. I kind of agree with that as well. So we'll, we'll just have to see what happens, but I'm super excited for the back half of the, the NFL stretch here. It's gonna we're gonna blink and it's gonna be over, and then yeah. we're gonna be watching baseball in March. So the the AFC side is definitely way more interesting than the NFC side. The NFC side yeah. kind of feels like it's already set. Like yeah, the the 49ers Eagles game will be pretty much the decider of who gets the one seed, and then after that, it's you know division winners, and then the Vikings sneaking into the wild card spot for you guys the Super Bowl ticket. I'm ready for it, baby. Let's get it. All right. So Mason well, gave his uh, best matchup of the weekend. 
Chargers, Ravens. That is a very big game, too, for the Ravens because it is an AFC game, too. And the Chargers are still fighting for a wild card spot as well. So that's definitely going to be a very fun game. Uh, Zach, what is your matchup of the weekend? All right, my matchup of the weekend is the huge one that we talked about earlier. Um, There actually are only really two options for this. We might shout out both of them, but um, Michigan, Ohio State. At the end of the day, we talked about kind of how this matchup sometimes loses some of its momentum once once one of these teams loses in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, this is essentially a playoff uh, play-in game for both of these teams. Both have been pretty much unmatched, un, um, have pretty much been uncontested up to this year. I mean, they both played Penn State, who has ended up losing both those games, and they, Penn State has got a good defense, but not a great team overall. And so, I mean, here's here it is. You know, these two teams are top top five ranked, and we're gonna see who's the better one. I have no idea. I truly don't know. I think we know a little bit more about Michigan's offense. We know that uh, Corum is a great running back. I think McCarthy is decent, at least. But yeah. he went like six for eight for 75 yards against Penn State. So <laughs> I don't think he's elite by any stretch. Uh, he was in the Heisman uh, kind of rankings for a while. But, I mean, I think he's good-ish, I guess. Yeah. We know that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be an incredible NFL player next year. But a wide receiver can't carry a team on his back, right? Completely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's 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 going to be fun because I think no one really knows what to expect here. Uh, Michigan's three and a half point favorites at this point, but it could pretty easily go either way, and I would not be surprised. Uh, so the other huge one is Oregon, Oregon State. We, we mentioned that one earlier as well. Oregon's fighting for that playoff spot. Have to. It's a must win for Oregon if they're if they want to compete for that last playoff spot with a, with one loss. Um, pretty much already locked up the Pac-12 championship spot, but if it doesn't matter if they lose this game. So two huge playoff-type games coming up with uh, playoff teams potentially playing in them. Yep, for sure. Big-time matchups, yeah. Yep, it be a fun weekend for those. I mean, Oregon-Oregon State's Friday night, and then Saturday we get Ohio State-Michigan. So fun, full, fun-packed weekend of football. Um, another type of playoff feel to it game is the one I'm picking, and that's going to be Jags at Texans. Um, the Texans have come out of nowhere. They were yep. not really – they're a very young team, rookie head coach, rookie uh, quarterback. They're they're like a year ahead of schedule right now with how they're performing. Um, they were looked to maybe finish last in the division and just kind of be that spunky team that win a couple games they weren't supposed to, but they're – they're winning games and they are six and four right now. They are they have a wild card spot. I think if the season ended today, they beat us once already. Um, so this is a very big divisional game where um, the winner takes control of first place. The Texans still have a few more divisional games. We only have one more after this, but uh, huge game, huge kind of. Uh, let's see what CJ Stroud's made of as far as put him in a yeah. pressure situation. In, in this kind of, like I said, it's a, it's a playoff kind of feel to it. So I'm looking forward. I'm I'm looking forward to it while also being very stressed out. Um, so it should be a interesting game. 
I'm hoping to see a lot better performance than when they played each other earlier in the year. I actually was in Jacksonville for the game. Tough. And you could tell you could tell from the first play that the Texans were ready to come out and play spoiler. Their energy was a lot higher. They were they were ready to play. I don't think we were. Um, so I'm hoping Doug has the boys fired up and ready for this big divisional game because these are games you gotta win in the NFL. You can't you can't be losing divisional games when you're ending the season trying to lock up a playoff spot. So that is my matchup of the weekend. Best bets. We want to do some best bets here, boys. Let's do it. I'm ready. Uh, like I said, we had a tough betting week last week. I did at least. And so I'm ready for bounce back. Yeah, I think our parlay uh, reverse sweeped. Pretty sure, actually. Or no, Mason, you're covered. You're late covered. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. Um, I can go first. Yeah, get it, Zach. This, I'm only giving one bet this week. I'm giving no leans. Ooh, no the leans. leans. The leans have had a bad record. So I put all my, <laughs> I'm putting all my energy into one bet again this week. We're trying to start the streak back at one this week. Um, so I am taking uh, Florida State minus six and a half. Uh, I know that there is a lot to be said about losing your star quarterback. I know, I know this. Florida, I know this is a rivalry game. It's being played in the swamp. I, and that's the reason that this line is so low. But um, Florida, I know that Billy Napier has the boys playing. They they gave Missouri a run for their money last week. Missouri uh, kind of slept, walked through that one a little bit. But, I mean, I, I don't think Florida is a horrible team. But at this point, Florida State, it's just kind of coming the last week of the season, like what are you here to play for, you know? And at this point, Florida, Florida State is playing for a playoff spot and a chance – to get to uh, go undefeated. And I think just that alone, I know losing your quarterback hurts, but that, like we talked about earlier, they have a backup quarterback who had a good game. Um, he kind of, he got a lot of game reps in last week against um, a pretty bad team. And so I just think uh, they, they're going to come out. They're going to handle business. It's not going to look pretty probably, but do they win by a touchdown? Yes. I think they are, well over a touchdown better than this Florida team. So I would be shocked if they don't if they don't win this game by at least that touchdown number. I like the six and a half. It's you got the the seven point uh what do you call that? The hook. Hook, yeah. Right. So I feel pretty good about that one. I think it's gonna hit. I love that one. Uh it was on my card as well, so I'm definitely riding. Mason. All right, my best bet is going to be Chiefs at the Raiders. These two teams have the worst records against the over. Raiders two and nine against the over. Chiefs are two and eight. Hmm. I think the entire world is going to be on the under. It makes me, or does it make me want to bet it? No. When everybody zigs, I'm going to zag on this one. Mm. I think the number will drop even more on the day of because I think the public's going to go super heavy on this. Yep. However, I just want to go ahead and lock it up on the pod. I want to take the over 43 and a half. 
I just feel really good. I I really feel good about this. I'm, I want to take the over. I feel like a lot of the times the books, they, they want to even this out. So this is super random. You didn't think I'd be talking about Drake college basketball from two years ago. These numbers get inflated when there's a trend, a trending thing happen. A tr- uh, Drake went like, I think it was like an insane, like 20 and O of like getting the, and everybody kept, people were rolling it. So the numbers get inflated, even though they think that the team's going to win by eight, they set the spread at like 12 and a half or 15. Cause people are just going to take it blindly. I think this is a taking it blindly under because these are the worst two teams and everybody thinks it's going to go under. So I'm taking the over 43 and a half. That's my, hmm. that's my reason for it. I'm not going to throw stats or players. I'm just throwing out what I think. You already threw a lot of stats and us. <laughs> well, I meant like play, I guess like game stats. Yes. <laughs> Love the stat. So thank you. Great research, Mason. Appreciate it. <clears throat> thank you, Zach. All right. I'm going to the college world because I looked at this NFL slate and I'm having a hard time telling myself I'm going to pay attention to any other game other than my best matchup of the week. So instead of doing that and giving you a half-hearted pick, I'm going to go with one that I'm going to give my full attention to, and that is going to be Arizona, Arizona State, over 50. First, I don't know why this is set at 50. That seems like a very low number. But Arizona has been playing what way above expectations this year, has even won a few games. No one thought they would. Uh, their offense has been looking great, and I look for them to finish on a high note before bowl season starts. Arizona State has not had a great season, but this number has gone over in five of their last six games at home. Uh, I do I, – I would – I wouldn't hate giving out Arizona minus 10 and a half either. I feel like they could end up hitting close to the 50 all by themselves, but let's, I'm just going to stick to the over because I do feel like Arizona is going to boat race them. Uh, But I'm not saying don't take the spread as well, but I'm just going to stick with the one pick because I am not the college expert like Zach, but this Mm. is what I have. This is what I've cooked up for this weekend. Give me a pac 12 shootout in the desert. Over 50. Love it. All right. Now everyone has been waiting for the next guy up parlay. Zach's leg is already locked in at Florida State minus six and a half. True. Love it. So we got to have our first leg going on a Saturday. I'm going to throw mine out and then Mason is going to wrap us up. I'm going with the um, over 44 in the Bucks and Colts game. The Bucks have the 31st ranked pass defense, and they lost three starters of their, <laughs> in their defensive backfield last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go, things going from bad to worse really fast for them in the defensive backfield. Uh, the Colts' offense has been putting up points with Minshew, ranking 13th in points this year in the NFL. And the Colt or the Bucks offense hasn't been bad either, uh, with Baker Mayfield slinging around the Mike Evans and. Uh, Chris Godwin, they they rank in the top 16 in points and yards per game. Um, the Colts defense does not rank in the top 20 in any category. And in case you're wondering, there are 32 teams in the NFL. So to not break top 20 in a single defensive category is not very good. Shout out my man Gus Bradley, the Colts defensive coordinator. You're a real one for being really bad at your job. Um so also we don't have to worry about weather 
This game is in Indy, so they're playing in a dome. We're going to have Mike Evans like running that. free in the secondary. We're going to have Gardner Minshew dicing these guys up. Over 44 points at minus 108. I'll take it all day long. Yeah, we've been burned by the weather and over. So, um, that's a not good this one. time. Not this time. All right. Third leg, everybody. The Eagles minus three at home against the Bills. What have we talked about this whole season? Tens hates the Bills. So, I know he loves this pick. The Eagles have been on a tear. They have the best record in the NFL, like we talked about. The Eagles have been winning games, but more importantly, they have been covering games. They have the best cover percentage out of any NFL team at 6-2-2 two, and two against the spread. Buffalo, however, has been 4-7 and seven against the spread with a, this is the most important part, everybody, 1-3 record against the spread on the road. The Eagles have had a, a record of two one and one, still winning record at home against the spread. Give me the hot Eagles at home at minus three at minus one twenty four. That is our parlay, everybody. Did I you, went ahead and plugged it in. Do what? I was gonna say, did you cook it up yet? Because it's I did. It's, it's plus. It is plus money at plus five fifty two, everybody. That's Florida State. Look. Minus six and a half over 44 with the Bucks at the Colts and then Eagles minus three at home against the Bills. Put it in the books. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and the NFL lines are sharp. Yeah. Good teams win, great teams cover. That's what they say. Well, that's what – and I think they they don't want these deflated numbers. So that's why when I talked about the under for those two teams – they want those to go up. They want them to be better at the under. So they're going to or the over, sorry. So they and the the over teams they want to be under and it's the same with the spread. They want these to be very similar to 50-50 so when you look at the spread you're not going off of who's the best. You're literally it's a coin flip because these numbers they change they can they have control over the numbers. So I that's well, you could be like, well, Mason, shouldn't I bet the under here if you're preaching that they're so good at the they're inflating the number to minus three? They just they've looked so good on paper, so and just in a game in general, they took the Chiefs to the you know, woodshed at the end of that. So, um, that is a podcast, everybody. How are we feeling? Great pod. So put that parlay, lock it in. Hope you guys had a great holiday weekend. Uh, Don't forget to check out the Messing Around Monday episode. We got some fun things, some holiday-related stuff. Check us out on social media, and we will catch you all on the flippity flip.